Hi, this is Mark, Hustock Tech Team, and this is our Futurist Missing Voice America Kids. Please be on the lookout for five-year-old Jonah Sullivan. He went missing from La Jolla, California on April 30th, 2012. This is considered a family abduction. Jonah is Caucasian, three foot five, 40 pounds, with blue eyes and light brown hair. He may be in the company of his mother, and they may still be in the local area, or they may have traveled to Phoenix, Arizona, and or Alabama. Jonah has a small scar on his chin and right cheek. His front tooth is chipped, and he may be going by the nickname of Sully. If you know of Jonah Sullivan's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see two pictures of Jonah Sully Sullivan, please click on the link on the Voice America Kids homepage. Our future is missing. Or go to futuresmissing.com. Thank you. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be it's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Hello, and welcome to our program, Express Yourself. We're a show by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of Be The Star You Are Charity. I'm Courtney Chung. And I'm Young Juan. We're your teen host for today. Today is the third installment of our Tough Talk series, and we'll be, we'll be discussing underage drinking and drunk driving. 31% of all traffic fatalities are caused by drunk driving. Three-fourths of drunk driving accidents are caused by males. Teens drinking is a problem that can and does result in death. So today we have a teen guest. Joseline Suarez, or Joseline, I'm sorry, I don't know Spanish, um, from Youth Voice, who will give us further insight on all the problems and dangers of drunk driving and underage drinking. But first, we have our pro-parlay reporter, Ryan Sim, with us from California. He has interviewed a firefighter and paramedic from the city of Los Angeles who discussed the problems with underage drinking. Hey, Ryan, great to meet you on the air. Hey, Courtney. Hey, Youngju. Hello! So today's show is all about underage drinking, drunk driving, and the repercussions of being intoxicated. Ryan, what do you have for us today? Alright, so hey everyone, my name is Ryan Sim, and this is Pro Parlay. Underage drinking has a huge impact on you as well as your community. In the words of Mary Engel of the Federal Trade Commission, 
This is important because teens who drink harm themselves and others. Over 5,000 kids under 21 die each year from alcohol-related injury, including crashes, homicides, and suicides. This ranks as the number one cause of death for teens. With school, social media, and sports, it's already tough enough being a teen. So why should we make things harder by drinking? So Ryan, who did you interview for today's segment of Pro Parley? So I interviewed Brian Rankin, a paramedic and firefighter in the Los Angeles City Fire Department. And he's really familiar with underage drinking and comes into contact with it a lot during his day-to-day basis on his job. Are there any recent experiences he's had with underage drinking? So recently, while he was on the job, he had just finished something up and was coming back to the fire station. And it was around 3 a.m. And there were these drunk girls around the ages of 19 and 20. And they had driven off the highway and they had gotten stuck on these railroad tracks. And they were so drunk that they didn't know that they were even stuck. And trains, they're still going by like in the nighttime. So it was really lucky that Mr. Rankin was there in time to call this train station to stop all the trains coming in that direction. Oh, gee. So so (laughs) does he think incidents like these are increasing or decreasing at all? Well, his opinion was that they're definitely not decreasing, so they're either staying about the same or increasing. Does he think that underage drinking and drunk driving are a really serious problem facing like all teens these days? Absolutely, because drunk driving isn't decreasing, and it's continuing at a steady pace. And Mr. Rankin had an idea of why teens drink and drive. He said that sometimes teens experiment, and they go out drinking for maybe the first time, but they don't want their parents to find out so they'll drive themselves home hoping that they can hide their tipsiness and the fact that they've been drinking but when they do something like that that's the same decision that's responsible for causing 5,000 deaths each year so it's a pretty serious problem yeah so what I find kind of a bit odd is that we get taught so much about underage drinking and the negative effects that could come about from underage drinking when we're in school. So what does he think that we can do to bring more awareness to the community about this issue? Well, he said that one of the biggest factors that brings awareness to the community is to have parents talk to their kids about it. And he said that that has one of the biggest and the one of the most strongest impacts on drunk driving rates and underage drinking. And he also talked about how the fire and other of other sorts of groups need to be actively involved by going to schools and conducting assemblies and having proper programs for teens that are addicted. So underage drinking is a big problem that we see in the news all the time, but do you see underage drinking as a problem in your personal community? Well, where I live, it's a pretty sheltered community. At Doherty Valley High School, it's really academically oriented, and the attention is sort of shifted away from alcohol. And I've heard stories of teens drinking, but I've never actually seen any teens drinking. So for the communities that do face this problem, how do you think these teens are getting their hands on the alcohol? Or did Mr. Rankin say anything about that? Well, he said that, and it's also that teens are getting alcohol through many different ways. Mainly they get it from their friends that are usually older, and sometimes they'll sneak it out of their family supply of alcohol at home. So that's basically how many of these teens are getting their hands on alcohol. 
What are some of the effects that alcohol can have on underage drinkers? Well, the liver begins to look awfully like a brown brick in comparison to what an actual liver is supposed to look like. Like it's going to be rough and it doesn't like help the body like it's supposed to. And the overall health is affected drastically, especially since we're growing. Like uh, the teens that have underage drinking, they're growing people. And it can even finally lead to a higher risk for obesity. Did Mr. Rankin mention anything about like the amount of drinks it takes to really strongly negatively affect someone before driving? Does it only take a few drinks or does it take a lot more? Well... He said that everyone has different responses to drinking alcohol Mm -hmm. and a teen who first drinks won't really know because it's their first time. And just like how everyone has different reactions to like different foods, like how spicy or how sour it might be, it's the same thing for alcohol. Everyone has like a different reaction to it. And because of this, it's really hard to predict like what's the exact amount that you can avoid. So it's better to just avoid it altogether when you're underage. So there's a lot of like conspiracies, I guess, that (laughs) say that you can just sober up by showering or drinking coffee. Does that help you after you've drunk? Well, it's actually a, yeah. Well, it's actually a very common like myth or like conspiracy, but the only thing that will help your body is going to be time. It takes about three hours to eliminate every two drinks that you have. And plus when you think about it, Showering has nothing to do with flat with getting rid of alcohol in your body. And moreover, drinking caffeine is just going to mess your body up with longer hangovers when the caffeine buzz dies. So, like, I've never personally had an experience with drinking, but, like, <laughs> the hangover, did Mr. Rankin say anything about what exactly happens when you have a hangover? Well, Mr. Rankin never, like, specifically talked about what happens when you have like a hangover, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's not fun. And there's like, <laughs> all, like in all the, like the books and like the movies, whenever they have a hangover, they just have these terrible stomach aches and they're Thanks. throwing up everywhere. So yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I just think that like, I know people who drink and then there's all these people who avoid it. And what's surprising to me is that a lot of the people who do drink, it surprises me a little because usually when I see them, I think they're a really, really like moral yeah. person, I guess. And they always try to do the right thing, whether it's school, like academically, in sports, whatever. And it just surprises me that they would deliberately disobey the law and un- get involved in drinking and stuff like that. There's so much peer pressure everywhere. Like even people who aren't bad make bad choices and then they're caught up in all their, they can't like leave the once they're addicted and then a lot of people don't look for help like Ryan mentioned they try to hide it by just driving themselves home and that causes more problems what what I wonder is that like the three of us obviously don't have any experience in this but I just kind of wonder what like from the perspective of someone who does do underage drinking just kind of wonder what their motive is outside of peer pressure Mm -hmm. Because obviously there has to be, the first person who starts it, there has to be an instigator. So, yeah. like, what is there? Why do they decide to do it in the first place? That's kind of a question I have, and I don't think anyone here can answer. Well, so, maybe maybe it has something to do with the fact that 
teens kind of want to uncover who they are. Like they want to gain like the sense of identity and maybe they believe that alcohol is one way to gain access to something like that because we're young. We want to experiment sometimes, you know? Yeah, I have a friend who is not into partying and drinking, but she has a lot of friends that are because she lives like in the inner city. And so it's kind of hard to avoid that sort of thing. So I know she doesn't like doing that or like going into a place with like a lot of influence. But since all her friends are into that, she doesn't want to leave her friends to make new friends. Because making new friends is not something that a lot of teens want to do during like high school, during their yeah. like sophomore, junior year. So you're just kind of stuck in this like realm where you don't want to do it, but your friends do. So you don't really know what to do. Yeah, that that actually is my case a lot. I I know people who who do like drink and party and all that, but it's just like I've grown up with them, and I know they're a good person aside from the fact <laughs> that they do drink. So it's just like you're caught in this huge dilemma as to what should I do because I don't want you to hurt yourself but at the same time I can't make you change Mm -hmm. who you are if that's what you want to do then yeah anyway thank you Ryan so much for your segment and thanks to Paramedia Brian Rankin from Los Angeles for spending time with Ryan to be interviewed on this important and life-saving topic I definitely learned a lot we have to take a break right now but when we return, we'll be delving into the dangerous world of underage drinking even more with our team guest from Youth Voice in San Diego. I'm Courtney Chung. And I'm Young Juan. You're listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where the teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. Make sure to check out our photos, descriptions, links, gossip, and more at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com. Facebook your friends to join our party. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Kids safe, mother approved. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good... Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. 
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Young Juan. And I'm Courtney Chung, and we are your teen hosts. Here are three sobering statistics. Alcohol-related accidents kill someone every 30 minutes and injure someone else every two minutes. Nearly one-third of driver deaths from ages 16 to 20 were drinking drivers, and one half of deaths ages 21 to 25 were drinking drivers. Underage drinking is deadly. Because it's so deadly, Youth Voice helps teens find other solutions instead of alcohol. Often, underage drinking is a teenager's mask to their own life and reality. Oftentimes, it's called self-medicating. They just want to hide from their pain. By drinking, they distort their lives and mask their pain. Underage drinking impacts youth through social consequences, physical consequences, emotional consequences, and is a critically imperative risk factor in youth's well-being. Alcohol impairs judgment, decision-making, actions and reactions, and one's sense of reality. Teenage girls who binge drink are 63% more likely to become teenage mothers. Peer pressure can also impact underage drinking. Taunting from their friends can have devastating consequences from molestation to rape to fights. Drinking and driving has horrific consequences. 45% of of people who die in underage drinking accidents are people other than the driver. Jocelyn knows all about the dangers of drunk driving and underage drinking. She is 17 years old and a junior at Diego Hills Charter School. Jocelyn has been a Youth Voice member for almost two years and a strong leader in her community for her peers. Part of Youth Voice Ensemble, Jocelyn has been speaking at several civic engagements, including the Youth Commission of the San Diego City Council. She was one of the three women to receive this esteemed award that showcases positive role models honored from the whole county of San Diego. Welcome, Jocelyn, to express yourself. Thank you. So hi, Jocelyn. How are you? Good. I'm good. Okay, so how have you been impacted by underage drinking? Well, I've been impacted in many ways. You know, my friends, my family. I had alcoholism with my dad. He had uh, problems with alcohol. Uh, my mom drank as well. I started drinking. Um, I've had friends that have passed away because of underage drinking. So... You lost your friend. Is there anyone else that, like, you know, like, within your school community, aside from just your friend? Everyone. I mean, honestly, at school, there isn't a teenager, I think, I don't know, that hasn't been before. And I just think it's a very bad um, habit that kids are getting these years. Yeah. Why do you think so many people, like, especially in your community, are getting so, like, are turning to drinking why do you think they so many people are minors who are drinking why do you think what is their motive um i feel like uh it i think it's cool and uh peer pressure it's everywhere and you know if they go to a party and they don't drink you know they're considered as weak or um 
losers or oh you can't hang that's so why you can't drink so aside from like the obvious peer pressure how do you think that society about drinking well for example here in city heights i mean like there's billboards everywhere liquor stores that's all they have posters of different liquors that are coming out you know beer music videos um everywhere pretty much it's just everywhere it just seems to be something normal for everyone and they don't really like that it's such a problem so since you recognize that it is it is a problem what are your thoughts on having so many liquor stores on like so many street corners and how do you think about its prevalence in our culture today well um like for example there's like here in city heights there's a liquor store like in every street like every street you know and um their walls are literally filled with ads and instead of putting you know like other ads they put a beer because this is one of the, like the most popular things um as well as carding i believe that there's a lot of liquor stores that do not card their customers and i think that's wrong because nowadays here in san diego and city heights i've heard so many times students oh we're going to go to this liquor store because they don't card you know or oh we're going to go here because they don't ask for um IDs or the guy knows me and he'll sell it to me okay, so, so who buys the drinks for these people or like everybody do they just all um, go to places that don't card right yeah i mean if you don't have a friend that's over 21 mm-hmm. or if you don't have um a fake id like normally they'll just go to the liquor stores that don't card Mm. So you mentioned that they there's a lot of ads for liquor is is it always like specified to one type like beer or other types of hard alcohol? Everything, I believe it's a variety. Mm-hmm. There's tequila, there's vodka, there's, you know, beer, there's everything. So what can we as a community do to stop like liquor stores who don't card? I feel like people should start rep- reporting it like if they know there's a liquor store that's not carting make mm-hmm. a report and you know file a report um go to your local police station or go to the city count, um and then just tell them you know what i heard that this liquor store doesn't card you guys should maybe watch them mm-hmm. okay so since you you mentioned that you can go to the police and report how much responsibility do you think these stores and other location, locations that sell alcohol should have on selling alcohol to minors You know they can get fined, um, and if the problem does happen big, and for example, there's like a undercover detective that gets in there that looks very young and they card them, they could even get shut down. So I mean, it's worth trying. Mm-hmm. So, um, can individuals make a report anonymously, or do they have to say who they are? Yeah, they can do it anonymously. So, do you think underage drinking? Do you, after it starts, do you think it's kind of like an illness? Like it just keeps spreading, and there's really no way to quarantine it. Yeah, all? I believe alcohol is a drug. You know, it becomes an illness. It becomes addictive. Mm-hmm. And how do you think long-lasting effects of drinking affects our body as we mature? Um, you know, like the research has shown that your your body does not developing until you're 21 your brain cells don't start developing until you're 21 so the reason why they decided to make it 21 is so that your brain and your brain cells can be more mature 
to be able to take on the alcohol. It's still not um, healthy, but it's better than taking it when you're 16 and your brain is barely developing. Like it doesn't do you no good to yourself. Does alcohol affect different parts of your life other than like your mental stability? Like does it affect relationships? Yeah. I mean, if you're, I mean, like, you know, if you're a teenager that's not allowed to drink, it will affect the trust and the communication with your parents. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to start having, you're going to start wanting to leave your house just to go drink. And if it becomes addictive, um, if you have friends, you might even stop talking to your friends, depending on what kind of friends you have. I mean, if you have bad influence friends, then they're probably just going to tell you, you know, keep on drinking with us or whatever. But if you have true friends, they will, you know, you can lose them because they're going to get tired of telling you, oh, stop drinking, stop doing this, mm -hmm. stop doing that. So you're talking about like there's different types of friends in this right. in the situation of underage drinking. Have you ever experienced the the person who is a good friend of yours and they do involve get involved in underage drinking, but you don't know how to tell them to stop? Yes. So how what would you suggest to people who are in the situation? It's hard. I believe that you shouldn't give up on them because mm -hmm. obviously the reason why I'm here is because someone did not give up on me. I had problems with alcohol and um, one of my friends and many of my other friends did not give up on me and they kept on encouraging me to um, get out of there, you know, and just do better. Um, it's hard because you see yourself against your friend that's suffering mm -hmm. and I don't believe in someone drinking because they want to. I, I really hardly believe that when someone drinks because there's something going on wrong. They just can't be drinking for no reason. So why were you caught up in the whole world of alcohol? Like, how, why did you start? Yeah, I had a lot of problems. I had problems at school. I was in an um, abusive relationship. Um, I, had, I didn't have no communication with my parents at the time. And I just pretty much refuge myself in alcohol. And I thought that was the way out. You know, it made me feel better. It made me forget about my problems for a while. But at the long run, it just increased my problems. And it made me have, like, more problems and more problems. Mm -hmm. At the time when you started drinking a lot, did you recognize the fact that you were doing something wrong? Or did you just think that, oh, this is a way I can escape these problems that I have right now in my relationships? Yeah, I didn't recognize it at the beginning. Um, I thought it was, you know, I thought it was just me and I wanted to do it and I was able to do it. And if I wanted to, I was going to keep on doing it until I ended up in the hospital. And then that's when I knew I had a problem. Oh. Mm -hmm. so, so who helped you recover from the hospital and get you away from alcohol? Well, um, my friends had a lot to do with it. Um, mm -hmm. Youth Voice, uh, Dana, one of my mentors. Um, my parents realized that they pretty much had lost their child and didn't even realize when it had all happened. And they opened up their eyes and I started having a very good uh, communication with my dad and my mom. And when I felt that love and when I felt that trust and like the strength to continue on, that's when I realized, okay, it's time to stop, you know. How do you feel like your experience can inspire other youths to further educate themselves and or their peers about this? Well, you know, I've had so many life lessons that honestly, I try talking about my life and just giving them examples and asking them, you know, do you want this to happen to you? I always get no, no back. So it's like, 
if yeah. I can keep any youth from suffering what I had to suffer, I will. Um, no matter how many times, you know, I have to be following up with them, calling them, asking if they're doing okay, um, emailing them, just showing them that support that's still there. Mm-hmm. What's so the it, first step for a parent or friend to take when they know their loved one is in or has problems with alcohol? Um, I would say that the first thing that they need to do is get professional help. A lot of parents feel like they can just tell their kid, okay, you're not going to go out no more, and you're going go to go from school to home, and that's it, and I'm going to watch you 24-7. They feel like that's the right way. My parents tried doing that. It was a huge mistake because when I saw that, I said, you know what, you guys are not going to keep me here. I rebelled, and I ran away from home. Um, I did so many bad stuff, and it just makes things worse. The first thing that they should do is just get professional help, get counseling. If the drinking or drug use is like way overboard, then, you know, put them in a clinic, um, help them out and just get professional help. Okay. Thanks, Jocelyn, for all this valuable information and sharing your experiences with us. Remember, it is illegal to drink in California before the age of 21 and drinking and driving kills. Please keep this final fact in mind. Anyone under 21 years of age who is stopped in a DUI will lose their license for a year with a BAC of only 0.01%. That's equivalent to just a few sips of alcohol. I'm Courtney Chung. And I'm Young Juan. Unfortunately, we're out of time for now. You can find more about Teen Voice at their website, youthvoicesd.tumblr.com. When we return from the break, we'll talk to a young author whose 12-year-old brother was killed by a drunk driver and the internal impact that has on a sibling. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. Visit our creative community at btsya.com and this radio program at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com. We'll be back in a bit. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's almost showtime. Tune in to Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that, and will answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. What is No Antipreservatives all about? Well, it might be easier to say what isn't the show about. Your host will give it to you straight. His take on film, television, books, video games, and pretty much any other topic that comes up. He'll keep you safe and on top of the latest in media and let you know what to stick with and what to trash. Listen every week to No Added Preservatives, and each show will leave you wanting more. Tune in Wednesday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. 
Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Young Juan. And I'm Courtney Chung, and we are your teen hosts. Michelle Scarpata of Yorkton Heights, New York, knows firsthand about losing a loved one to a drunk driver. When she was just 15, her 15, her 12-year-old brother was killed by a drunk driver. Now in her 20s, she has chronicled the devastation that is reaped upon the surviving family and siblings in her book, Weeping Willow. Please welcome Michelle to express yourself. Hi, Michelle. Hello. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Great. Good. <laughs> so tell us a bit about the book that you wrote. Um, well, the book I wrote, uh, the name of it is Weeping Willow, Lessons of Loss and Love. Um, and I wrote it uh, during my master's program for mental health counseling halfway through, and it got published last summer, um, August, uh, July, August of um, 2011, Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm very excited about it. It's been a journey. I love it. What made you decide to write and publish Weeping Willow? Uh, It was actually halfway through my master's program. I had a professor tell me that I should write a book because all of my papers and my projects had all to do with trauma, um, bereavement, um, after I I lost my brother. And he said that I never repeated myself um, and that I could write a book. Uh, And I never thought that I could, but um, he pushed me to do it, and I wrote it. How did writing Weeping Willow help your grieving process? It absolutely definitely helped my grieving process um, a huge amount because I didn't realize that I needed to do a lot more grieving until I wrote Weeping Willow. Okay, Um, so what was, like, okay, so you obviously said that Weeping Willow was to help you, like, kind of cope with the death and everything. So was that your ultimate purpose of the book, or did you want to write it also with the intention of helping other people in mind? The purpose of the book was not really actually to help myself. I think that was um, a minor uh, Mm -hmm. thing that came from writing the book because I never intended, I didn't think that I needed to uh, grieve more. So the purpose of the book was to help others out there that have lost somebody um, in any kind of a way. Uh, specifically to trauma, um, and at, at a young age, in, the, in their teens, their young 20s, um, because I feel that that age group is not paid attention to uh, as often when they lose somebody. 
Did the death of your brother by a drunk driver make you more aware of the dangers of drinking and driving when you were a teen? Absolutely. Um, I remember not really being involved in any of that, um, even mm-hmm. before my brother had died. Um, but then when he did die, I became quickly aware um, of what you know a couple of seconds can do um, mm-hmm. to your judgment after you start drinking. Um, and then especially after you start drinking and driving. So did you, did the death of your brother from a drunk driver stop you from underage drinking or just getting involved in drinking at all? Um, it's definitely stopped me from underage drinking. Um, I think the process of losing my brother, I've learned that that was that man's choice. Um, what he did to myself and my family what I've learned now um, as a 27-year-old um, is that, you know, I'm, I'm over 21 um, and I can have uh, an alcoholic beverage whenever I, I want. Um, and I feel that it's not my, um, that I don't, I don't need to not um, have alcohol and, you know, um, to, I guess, uh, it's, it's it doesn't bother me that I have a drink here or there, mm-hmm. um, but I did not drink when I was under twenty one, um, mm-hmm. and that was very hard. I think with a friend I had. <laughs> How did you feel about the person who caused the accident that took your brother's life? Um, the man who hit us, uh, I was n- never angry at. Um, I never had any hateful or um, resentful feelings towards him. Um, and it was pretty quickly after he hit us, um, that I learned what forgiveness really was about and and that if I wanted to move on with my life and hold the happy memories of my brother, um, I was going to have to forgive. Um, doesn't mean that I forget though. Mm. What is your personal opinion about drinking before and after the accident, if you really had one when you were 15? You mean my opinion on... Like, just on underage just drinking? drinking or drinking Yeah, like other people drinking? Yeah. Um, when I was a teen, um, I didn't really have very many friends that did that. So I wasn't mm-hmm. really um, in a group that went out and drank. So I was almost kind of oblivious, I guess, to other people that did do that. And I was, if I heard about it, I was a little bit shocked that other people were doing it because my friends weren't doing it. So I just assumed kind of my whole grade wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, When I got into college, uh, Mm -hmm. it was a little different. You know, your first two years, you're under 21. And, um, you know, a lot of friends like to go out. And in fact, it was, it was harder for me because, Nobody would invite me out after they found out about what happened to my brother because they just assumed I didn't want to be involved and I didn't even want to look at an alcoholic beverage and, and that I was judging everybody. So um, I lost a lot of uh, that youthful aspect, I guess. Oh. Were you ever in a position where you were pressured to drink? No, I don't really remember being pressured because it was mm-hmm. quite the opposite. I had just said, um, just went in the opposite direction. Nobody wanted me to um, 
you know, be out with them. And, and they just assumed mm-hmm. I wouldn't want that. So I don't really remember being pressured into having anything. So if your peers kind of treated alcohol as like taboo around you, how did you feel like you might have yeah. been treated differently in high school and in college? Yeah, um, it was definitely taboo around me. And I guess looking back on it, I, I, you know, I guess high school was that way too for um, my peers that you know weren't as close. If they were to go out, I didn't know about it. So it was, um, well, don't tell Michelle. Um, you know, she's not going to like that or she's not going to want to come with us. And I went out anyway if they asked me to. Um, but I felt kind of out of the loop with a lot of friends because I wasn't invited anywhere. So how would you, um, what would you say to people who are in the same situation as you? Like, what would your advice be to them? In the same situation as in I've lost my brother or is in the same situation as I've lost my brother to a drunk driver? Um, well, I guess you've lost your brother to a drunk driver and then they're not being, like alcohol is a taboo around them. Like, how would you tell them to, like, how would, what would you say in order to help them get over um, that part? That's a really good question. I, I would probably encourage everyone to be themselves. Um, I think that was very hard for me uh, mm-hmm. to go out and just be myself um, because I'm a very outgoing, very spunky personality. And when everyone kind of goes out and tries to, you know, have fun and um, do whatever, when you're kind of stuck in your dorm room by yourself, um, it's not that much fun. Um, and I wasn't myself because I just sat there, or you know, tried to go find friends that weren't going out. And, um, so I would suggest to everyone to, to be yourself and to advocate for yourself, um, Mm -hmm. to your friends and your peers and say, you know, well, well, I'm not going to drink, but I'd still like to go out and socialize and, you know, kind of be around you guys. So it doesn't mean that I'm not, you know, doesn't mean I'm going to drink, but, um, I'd still like to go and play cards with you guys or (laughs) play whatever games you're going to. All right. Thank you, Michelle, so much again for sharing your sad but valuable experiences with us. We hope that your book will help other siblings survive the sadness of losing a beloved family member and give anyone who is driving pause not to drink and get behind a wheel. Visit Michelle's website at www.weepingwillowloss.com. I'm Courtney Chung. And I'm Young Juan. Thanks again, Michelle, for helping everyone become aware of the seriousness of drinking and driving. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, where teens talk and the world listens. Visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Book It and Artsy Gifts. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes, they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, 
crazy. <laughs> For help, tune in to Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Courtney Chung. And I'm Young Juan, and we're your teen hosts. Today, to finish up the show, Courtney will first be reviewing Weeping Willow on our segment, Book It. And then Young Ju will be talking about fun alternatives to alcoholic beverages with Artsy Game. So why don't you start us off, Courtney? All right. Okay. I read Weeping Willow just a few days ago, and for those of you listeners who might not have caught us talking to the author, Michelle Scavarda, in our previous segment, Weeping Willow is an autobiography about how the author, Michelle, loses her 12-year-old brother in a car accident involving a drunk driver. The book starts off by introducing readers to then-14-year-older Michelle's life. She establishes a lot of really important family relationships and family traditions in these first few chapters before leading into the events that preceded the car accident and then describing the accident itself in so much detail. As a writer, I was in awe at how much detail she put into the entire accident scene, from the actual crash to the hospital and then to literally each consecutive day after for a week or two. Michelle included detailed descriptions of why she felt certain emotions and even went as far as explaining several of her trains of thoughts and how she came to feel this way and what she thought of other people reacting to the entire situation. And even though the writing itself was fairly simplistic and the chapters were pretty short, I really enjoyed reading the book, probably because it was in an autobiographical format. I felt like I could connect a lot better to each of the emotions and internal conflicts that Michelle went through. And I found it really powerful when Michelle referred back to all the family ties 
and traditions that she introduced at the beginning of the story. She talked about her high school and college experiences. And this book is definitely something that I would suggest to readers of all ages because I think there's lessons that anyone can take out of it because this is an experience that I hope everyone has to go through. So to read it and experience it from someone who has, I think everyone can just take something out of it and bring it into their own lives. So what about you, Youngju? Who would you suggest this book to? Like you, I would definitely suggest Weeping Willows to anyone. And I guess Courtney mentioned this earlier, but neither of us are drinkers. And so we probably would, wouldn't know what it feels like to have this pain and the consequences that c- can come with actions. So I really enjoyed reading it and and seeing that drinking and driving can really kill people. Like you always hear in the news, but in the back of your mind, it's always just like, oh, it's not going to happen to me. The book doesn't really avoid anything, but displays it for what it is. Like in a lot yeah. of other books, it talk they talk about drinking and driving, but it's always in a more like glamorous Hollywood light, not a this is really serious. It could really happen. It's yeah, that's kind of, kind of way. That's kind of what I took when I read it because I was like, this is actually real. It's not mm-hmm. like some plot that an author thought yeah. of, which is really realistic, but you know that it didn't actually mm-hmm. happen. But then I didn't, it just felt a lot more powerful that way. Yeah. So today's topic was rather dreary. So to lighten <laughs> the mood, I'm going to introduce a fun alternative to alcoholic beverages. So I recently found these at weddings. I love weddings, random but true. After the ceremony, everyone makes a beeline for the food. That's like where you want to be at weddings. The food always looks so good with a lovely companion drink and a sparkling crystal bowl. Whenever I like innocently even reach for like the spoon and the bowl, the person sitting there, they're like high intense security. They like glare at me, tell me that there's alcohol in it. I can't have it. Yeah. And so not that I would want it after (laughs) I I realize that there's alcohol, but it just looks so good. Like there's little ice and like little lemon slices yeah it just looks really beautiful yeah it's like why can't I have that so (laughs) I recently went to another wedding and they had like this thing called mocktails and they're like they're like alcoholic beverages and they have all the supposed glamour but they're a complete mix of fruit and juice and they're completely teen friendly so since then they've made an appearance at all my sleepovers and friends parties all over so what you need to make these, they're really simple, are just some fancy glasses. Glasses can even be made out of plastic. I've seen these like amazing like replicas of glass, silverware, everything at places like Target and the party section. You can even use a martini glass depending on the occasion. So some essentials for these would be ice and a blender. And sour, tangy fruits like oranges, pineapples, lemons, apples are the best for these drinks. So my favorite mocktail uses lemons, lime, some orange sorbet, and lemonade. Ice is optional for this one since the sorbet is already really cold. So put the sorbet at the bottom of the cup and then just pour some lemonade over. It's really simple, almost like a fancy parfait. You may want to cut some thin lemon and lime slices and even add like a sprig of mint. And if you mix different white grape juice, you will need to use a bladder and pro- blender, not bladder, <laughs> and some ice. Okay, so my last tip would probably be chilling your glass for about half an hour. It gives it a fancy like hotel feel and it makes everything just seem better because I like cold stuff. But Target and Walmart, I know for sure, sell those tiny umbrellas and straws too. The possibilities are endless, so have fun in a non-dangerous way. 
I'm still laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, if you drink and, one of these, you will have to empty your bladder. Yes, that is very true. But anyway, back to the mocktails. <laughs> I've actually, um, I think I've had mocktails twice. Once was actually mm. at the Be The Star You Are 10th Anniversary Gala. Oh. <laughs> and then another one was at, I think, my friend's graduation party. Like, they mm-hmm. had the... Like obviously, like the cocktail, and then they have like mocktails. Yeah. They also call like virgin drinks and whatever, mm-hmm. and they're actually really, really good. They are really. They're good. really good. Yeah, and it makes everyone not feel left out at weddings when you can't drink the really pretty drink. <laughs> exactly. We're we're, we're in for the aesthetics of the drink, not the taste. Yeah. <laughs> what other fruit would you suggest to add to this? Have you experienced? Have you made them yourself? Mm-hmm. I make them a lot, especially during the summer when it's really mm-hmm. hot. And you don't really just want, like, orange juice. And it feels so much better. Like, you're in your exotic paradise. <laughs> but you can yeah. add mango and you can, like, mango juice or, like, pineapple juice. You can even, I don't know, you can just add all sorts of fruit. And it's really what you like. Like, I love eating lemons and sour stuff. So, I don't know, if you don't like sour stuff stuff then you'll probably have to find fruits like apples and grapes yeah. i just lost my train of thought that's great um <laughs> okay getting back to this um for so those people like me who are not experienced in the kitchen do you would you like are there any like juices that you know that are like the same as baking mocktails but you don't have to make yourself buy it or those are really easy to make though all you need are like a different blend of juices you put them in the fridge for like half an hour an hour just so they're cold then you mix them in a blender for like five minutes maybe three minutes just for them to all be mixed you add some ice and then there you go you have your own really lovely drink and then if you're even a little bit sufficient with the kitchen appliances you can cut like little lemon slices and then that's just even better Mm -hmm. very simple so you said you can add mint too how does mint Mm -hmm. taste with fruit Oh, um, just like a sprig of mint. Uh-huh. Like, you just, I don't even know where you buy mint. Probably at grocery stores. I feel like I've seen them at Safeway. Yeah, I like hope so. Store. Yeah. Um, but you just get like a little, like, little bit of mint, and then you just put it in the glass. Like, next to the umbrella, next like, an orange slice, maybe. <laughs> Decoration that makes you feel great. Indulging ourselves. Yes. <laughs> you should definitely invite me over. I would like to have some <laughs> fabulous mocktails. Definitely. So... I know this is a depressing topic, but have you had any experience with needing to keep your friends from not drinking at all? Well, I ha- I did have this one really personal experience where I had a friend who was really insecure about herself. And I don't know, she had a lot of friends, but she was still really insecure and she had a lot of like family problems. And mm-hmm. I was like, I like kept her sane, I guess. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> She didn't really wander off anywhere since she had, like, close friends. But then after uh-huh. I moved, I'm, I'm not sure what happened, but it all sort of fell apart for her. And so mm-hmm. recently, like, I, I got in touch with her, and she told me, like, she started going, like, counseling. It was just really empowering that she took the step to stop herself from doing these bad things. And once she started, she realized how bad it was for herself mm-hmm. and her how did you feel about this when you realized that one of your close friends had started drinking? Were you in shock? Like, how yeah, did you I was, react? I was really shocked. And since I wasn't there with her and I couldn't do anything besides call her, I just felt really powerless to do anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just felt so away from her because yeah. 
when I was with her, she was obviously not doing these things, but then mm. it just felt like I was talking to a different person. That was really upsetting. It's such a life changer, and I just hope everyone who's been listening to this show has gained some knowledge about underage drinking and has got a new perspective about how dangerous it is. So Mm. to all the listeners, thank you so much for joining us here on Voice America Kids, and thanks to Star Style Productions for producing the show. Thank you to our guests from around the world, and thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. For more fun stories written by teens, pick up a copy of Be The Star You Are for Teens at www.bethestarur.com. I'm Courtney Chung. And I'm Young Juan. And we were your teen hosts for today. And thank you for always tuning in every week. It's been a pleasure to bring bring you our life-changing program, Express Yourself. We want to hear your thoughts and we want to answer your questions. So email us at btslyateenradio at gmail.com. Check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com and our creative community site at btsya.com. You can upload your creative works at our site for free, get involved with Be The Star You Are charity, buy books and t-shirts in our store, donation to keep Be The Star You Are alive. Thanks for joining us and thank you to our great guests and until next week, remember, express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine. Between the lines If you would let yourself